that's so complex like healthcare where there are so many different factors at play which shape company valuations, having alternative data sets and analyses can be incredibly helpful. It's what helps set Swan apart and thinking out of the box can often help capture overlooked opportunities in the biopharma market. podcast series from RBC Capital Markets that explores the fast-moving world of biopharma and healthcare. I'm your host, Joe Coletti. In this episode, Mark Odendahl, RBC's head of U.S. Capital Markets Research, interviews Brian Abrams, head of biotechnology research, about a new report he co-authored with RBC Elements, our in-house data science team, titled Insights from the BioWeb. The report uses alternative web data and data science as a proxy to predict future market dynamics across several treatment categories. RBC Elements' analysis of website traffic offers a useful view into sales estimates to support investment decision-making, especially in areas where prescription data might be lacking. Now let's get into the conversation. Brian, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Okay. The report is titled Insights from the BioWeb. And before we get into it, Brian, could you explain to our listeners how a partnership between a biotech analyst like yourself and a team of alternative data scientists work together in practice to co-create a research project like this? Sure. So, as a biotech analyst, my team and I are always looking at data sets, data from clinical trials of drugs, data on prescriptions, data on stock movement. But there are a lot of other data sets out there beneath the surface that just take more work to mine. And sometimes one needs creative ways in which to access this publicly available data and get it into a form that's analyzable. That's where our partnership with the Elements team comes in. We've worked with our alternative data scientists on the Elements team multiple times to co-create research that's enabled us to find these data sets others haven't accessed and to analyze things with a different lens. That's allowed us to make projections about company and industry trends and to identify disconnects in the markets. All right, let's, uh, let's get into the report. Brian, can you start talking to us about the report and some of the parameters you and the team set for that analysis. Leveraging the RBC Elements team and their data science capabilities, we conducted an extensive dive into web traffic data across our covered companies, their marketed products, and their competitors, and analyzed domain level hits across patient physician REMS and patient support websites. We were able to identify strong correlations in R squared values across a range of variables, including correlating website traffic to prescription trends, product growth rate, and sales, providing both a secondary check when predicting quarterly numbers, as well as an additional data point with which to gauge directional changes for drugs not as well tracked by traditional third-party prescription sources. Very interesting. So what, what were some of the blind spots that this analysis helped you uncover in the market that traditional analysis might not pick up on? Well, first off, we came away with a sense that website traffic metrics 
can be not only useful as a second check on sales estimates, but can also potentially provide a leading indicator for drug adoption even before the weekly prescription data starts to reflect the dynamics. Secondly, we also saw a number of interesting trends at the therapeutic category level, such as a rapid interest in injectable HIV options, the resonance of one of our covered companies' direct-to-consumer campaigns, and spiking interest in a drug called Opsilora, contrasting with fading website hits for a drug called Orlideo on, on website volumes, which gave us insights into where each of those drugs might be in their respective launch phases. Finally, we see high utility of our analysis for products that have limited prescription tracking, such as hospital-administered biologics, rare disease drugs, or cell therapies. Thanks, Brian. Investors really demand deep dive analytics in the marketplace today, but they also really care about the level of conviction that people have around this data. What's the conviction to noise ratio on analytics of this nature? And are there any limitations or even risks to over-interpreting web traffic data? Well, there are some important things to recognize about our data analysis and its predictive potential. One key issue is the limited amount of data points available, both to track sales and for website hits, particularly for new launches. Those limited data points, which can lead to outliers and inconsistent correlations for certain products and spaces, are important caveats to overinterpreting the overall trends. We tried to narrow down some of this variability by identifying which drugs and therapeutic categories seem to have the most consistent trends. And by doing this initial exercise, we now know those are the ones which should be the most reliable going forward. We also note that while related, website hits are not necessarily indicative of a sale and therefore might not be as strongly correlated in all instances. For example, people may visit a website when a drug's new indication is approved or after seeing an advertisement, but may not convert to being a patient. Also, this doesn't account for variables like gross to net, compliance, and pricing dynamics, which can also drive sales, but would have limited impact on web traffic. All in all, we acknowledge that a prescription-based model, such as that employed in our weekly prescription tracker, is likely to outperform a website traffic model, but both generally align to provide confirmatory evidence of larger trends, such as directional uptake, launch success, underlying grassroots interest amongst patients and physicians, and share of voice in the market. Let's zoom in on something you just said there, Brian. Let's zoom in on share of voice. To what extent do web analytics uncover interesting trends within competitive parts of biotech? Great question. Tracking web traffic data across therapeutic categories can absolutely provide proxy insights into market share and share of voice across drugs in our universe, which can help to predict future market dynamics. We believe these trends can help validate company direct-to-consumer spending as well as signal market share estimates. And any major shifts in website traffic could also potentially hint at underlying changes in the market, such as an increase in overall prescriptions or shifts towards emerging competitors. So are there other variables to tracking or predicting sales metrics for new launches compared to more mature products? Yes, there are definitely differences between how we might interpret website traffic for a newly launching drug versus for one that's been on the market for a long time. For a newly launching drug, when a company or physicians are trying to drum up interest in a treatment, we would pay close attention to the website traffic for the drug itself 
as well as for the disease area, especially if it's the first treatment out there for an orphan disease. This can be a good measure of how much attention it's getting and where the overall awareness is. For a more mature product, we might focus more on other things, such as how frequently a doctor might access a drug safety protocol website, as we did in one instance in this report with a cell therapy that we monitored, or perhaps how website hits to a competitor website may be tracking to help predict just how much competitive erosion we might see. So Brian, the report's been out for a few weeks. Talk to us a little bit about feedback or what the initial reaction's been from institutional investors and the methodologies that you applied in this report with the Elements team. People have been really intrigued. It's unique work, and healthcare investors are always looking for how to get an edge in predicting drug sales. Our clients were very interested in understanding the predictive value across the different landscapes and how they can incorporate our analyses into their investment decisions. So as people uh, invest money in biotech going forward, do you anticipate an increased need for research that's powered by data science or alternative data? Absolutely, especially in a space that's so complex like healthcare, where there are so many different factors at play which shape company valuations. Having alternative data sets and analyses can be incredibly helpful. It's what helps set one apart, and thinking out of the box can often help capture overlooked opportunities in the biopharma market. So, Brian, this has been fantastic. A fantastic rundown of a great report partnering with the RBC Elements team. And it's just a great example of how our research department is utilizing data science. Thank you very much for joining today. It's been a pleasure, Mark. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Pathfinders and Biopharma, brought to you by RBC Capital Markets. This episode was originally recorded on April 21st, 2023. If you'd like to learn more or continue the conversation, please contact us directly or visit rbccm.com dot com forward slash biopharma. If you're enjoying Pathfinders, don't miss an episode. Subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. See you all next time. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.